Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And the cat really did get his tongue. <laughs> okay. And if you didn't want to know that, uh. then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And by the way, I was really proud of that one. Okay, I would have been more proud if you went with that Pilates wasn't real. Pilates wasn't real? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that from the movie? No? What happened there? So there was a line in the movie where Chris Rock was like, I only found out yesterday that oh. Pilates wasn't real. Because his wife is having affairs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Shank is like, Pilates isn't real? <laughs> It's like, you ever notice that women always go out to Pilates? Is that, is that They're not at Pilates. <laughs> I'm going to do plenty that, of Chris Is that your Chris Rock impression? Uh, it's not going to be the last one. So, if you haven't listened to our show before, what we do on this show typically is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when the movie comes out, quite like this week, we go away and watch it, and then see how close we got to the actual movie. Even movies that were supposed to air a long time ago. Yeah, so how long ago did we talk about this movie? I feel like it was in 2020 at some point. Yeah, it was. Yes. And the movie was supposed to come out in 2020. And of course, like we discussed last week, like most of the movies of 2020, it was delayed indefinitely. And I think it came out sort of like towards the middle or at least the later half of last year, 2021. And now we finally got around to watching it. And we're going back and seeing how close we actually got to predicting the movie. And I'm very excited for this one because I personally think we did a pretty good job. But we'll find out for sure this week. I think it's important to point out as well that this isn't necessarily a review of Spiral. So we're not going to go over the actual plot of the movie beat by beat. But we're only going to compare what we predicted would happen to what actually happened in the movie. So if you haven't seen Spiral from the Book of Saw and you really want to, go out and see it before listening any further to this episode. And as well, I'll also point out... If you haven't listened to our original prediction, please listen to that first because we're only going to make references to that episode. So if you haven't heard that yet, please go listen to that as well because you might be a little bit lost otherwise. And if you just come from that episode, welcome back. Welcome back. Wasn't it a great episode? You, You did the right thing. All right, let's get into talking about Spiral, also known as Spiral from the Book of Saw. So recently they've actually dropped the From the Book of Saw moniker from the title because I suppose they sort of want to distance themselves from Saw a little bit. The title sucked. Yeah, I suppose so. So the movie these days is just mainly known as Spiral. So if you didn't know, you might watch it not knowing it's related to Saw at all. Mm. Maybe that's what they're intending. It makes some some references to Saw. It makes heaps of references to Saw, to the point of actually having a photograph of John... John Kramer or whatever his name was, the jigsaw killer in the movie, for no reason at all. It was just a photo of him as a part of their investigation. I suppose because it's a copycat murder, but they should know what he looks like. Uh, Whatever. Whatever. We can talk about the movie afterwards. So, Matty D, how much do you think that Spiral, or Spiral from the Book of Saw, made in the worldwide box office? Look, it it had to have taken a hit, right? Yeah, sure. It had to have taken a hit. And I don't think this was a movie people were running out to see. So, I would say 8 million $8 $8 million? That's a real low ball, Matty D. Let me just tell you that it has a budget of $20 million. It didn't make budget, I know that. I'm going to say $8 billion, actually. $8 billion? <laughs> Wait, no million. No, I'm sticking with <laughs> okay. $8 million. You're sticking with $8 million. Yep. Not a particularly good guess because it made a total of $40.6 million worldwide. So it made double its budget, which means it was a huge success. Oh, good for it. So clap, clap, spiral. I what? don't know if it's getting a sequel, though. <laughs> well done, spiral. So that's quite an achievement right there. Now, usually when we come up with our plots, Matty D and I will go away and separately come up with ideas of what we think is going to happen in the movie. But in the original episode, this was a circumstance where we actually put our heads together and came up with an idea for a plot as a team. 
So, the way that our points system works in this circumstance, if you've listened to one of our actual spoilers episode before, instead of coming up with, you know, how many things correct Matty D got versus how many things correct I got, instead we're going to break it down into a ratio of right to wrong. So, I believe Matt went away and he looked at everything in the movie that we got incorrect and tallied it up, while I went away and looked at everything that we got correct. And from that score, we'll get a ratio of, of a, like a balance of right to wrong. And which way the scales lean will give us an idea of, I suppose, how close we were to predicting the movie. If it's sort of in the middle, the two numbers are very close to each other, then that's a little bit of a failure. If it's stacked towards wrong, that's a total failure. But if it's stacked towards right, then we totally nailed the movie. <laughs> yes. It's a flawless system. It works. Now, before we start breaking down what we got right and wrong, I think it's important to point out a couple of things that we missed in that original episode. So, one thing that we didn't predict and one thing that we didn't notice for some reason is that Samuel L. Jackson's character, Marcus Banks, was Zeke's father in the movie. Yes. Now, why didn't we know that? Because in that original episode, we both knew that they had the same surname. We just obviously oh, weren't paying attention. You, oh, really? So, when we were reading out what characters they were playing, we said their first and last names. Damn it. And they both had the same surname, and we didn't notice. Look, that is something I include as to what we got wrong. Um, sure. But, yeah, we, we should have really known that. What's wrong yeah, with this? Yeah, and it would have helped our plot a bit more as well. It would have helped our plot a lot. I think we would have been even closer to the movie if we knew that as well. Now, another thing as well I should point out, we speculated as well, mainly I speculated in that original episode that the movie would take place in San Francisco, which would give it a tie back to the Zodiac killing. Yes. But the movie doesn't actually take place in a real city at all. It takes place in Metro City, I believe it's called. Yeah, just... They work at South Metro Police Station. So... Just your generic American city, really. Yeah, and so it is taking place in the same city that the Saw murders took place, which was also Metro City. So the city's dark past that they kept referring to in the synopsis was not the Zodiac killing. Not that that affected our plots at all. No. But it was more so tied to the original Saw killings. Yeah. So I think that's important to point out as well. So those are two. I don't know why I'm doing your job for you, but <laughs> it's just things that we discussed before we started talking about the plot that do end up having an impact on our plot. Yeah. So sorry to steal your thunder. That's okay. Why don't we start off with the bad news? We like to get the bad news out sure. of the way first. Sure. Why don't you break down everything that we got wrong let's, in the movie? Uh, let's let's do that. And this was a plot that we decided to do together because we didn't have a lot of confidence going in. That's right. And I remember privately we spoke to each other and said, well, I have no idea. And you, you were saying, I have no idea. So we were like, and I remember you at one point said, if I get one thing right, we'll be we'll be happy, you know? So we didn't have any confidence. We didn't have any sort of strong... Well, we had strong ideas, but we didn't have a lot of confidence going into that. So that being said, let's see what we got wrong with yep. this plot. So the first thing, you've already addressed it already. Uh, it's to do with the Zodiac Killer. Mm -hmm. This movie has nothing to do with the Zodiac Killer. It is never mentioned in the movie. We thought it would be. We've already We even theorized that, that the killer himself would have been like a victim, like his parents were killed possibly by the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. That would make the, the killer really old because all <laughs> of those killings happened in the 70s. Yes. So meaning the, the killer would have had to have been a child back in the 70s, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah, that was a silly, that was a silly theory I, on my I, behalf. I think, I think the trailer really kind of had a lot of Zodiac Killer impressions to it. So I think that's yeah. where we were drawing it from or... You know, you were drawing it from. Yeah, I suppose so. But. Maybe I've just seen uh, Zodiac a few too many times. <laughs> and it just landed in your plot. Yeah. Next thing we got wrong was we were talking about Shanks, which I'm sure we'll talk Who? about. Shanks, what was the... Shank. Shink. Are you ever no, not Shink. Shank. Shank. Are you ever going to get his name right? Were you listening back to that first episode and being like, oh, wow, I keep <laughs> saying his name differently every time. So his name is Shank. 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 As in like prison Shank. No. 
That's not close at all. I'm going to call him the killer from here on out because that is oh, easier giving it away earlier, are you? for me. I actually took the time to not give away who the killer was in my points until right at the very end. But if you're going to give it away now, I mean, we knew who it was in the original episode. <laughs> if you've listened to the we original episode. It. And you should have seen the movie by now, so you should know. So it's Shank. 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 Yeah. Shank. Okay. Well, Shank, we thought it was going to be. You got it. We thought it was going to be his mother who got murdered by yep. the police. Now, it wasn't. It was his father. We were pretty much right with the motives and things like that. But yep. we thought it was going I to be about that. the mother, which is technically incorrect. We said at the start of the movie, the police officer who gets murdered will be trying to cover up some kind of corruption or following a voice. Not mm-hmm. quite the case. He was chasing a criminal. This is the scene we that's see right, in the movie. That's right, a purse snatcher. Where he's chasing a purse snatcher down uh, the sewers, and that's where he gets Not caught. Not the sewers, down the subway tunnels. Oh, it was the subway tunnels. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's right. I don't know why trains are going through the sewers. <laughs> it's all connected in Metro City. Mm. Now, one thing, and this is this is my fault. I'll take this one. No, it's a joint effort. The blame it's both of our faults. Squarely on me, on me because I thought that the cop at the start who was going to die was going to be close to retirement. All right, you can take that one. <laughs> he was I gonna, thought it was a good idea, though. It was a good idea. He was going to have a gold watch and a celebration for his last day. No, nothing like that happens, and there's no suggestion that that is the case. Now, we thought that Samuel L. Jackson's character was going to be a former partner or mentor to Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say. That that is kind of correct, but the reality I, mean, I do, but yes. The reality is is that he's Zeke's father, and we did not say that in the prediction at no. all. So that is something we got wrong. And that's a big part of their relationship. So yeah. I count that as something we got wrong. Now we thought when they came up to the Ute or the car that there was going to be a dead body there. Not true. A human dead body, we should say. <laughs> a human dead body. It was a dead pig. And we thought, we speculated that the dead body might have been a coroner or a police officer that we see previously. No, it was just a pig. No, so we got a that pig that we didn't wrong. see previously. Yeah, no. <laughs> he wasn't trotting around the police station. <laughs> he was the police pig. He had a hat. Aww. Imagine that. They Aww. killed the police pig and now everyone's sad because their mascot's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, not quite. We saw a body briefly in the trailer and we kind of just assumed it was a human. But No, we didn't not. see a body. We just thought it was a body because oh. they reacted from opening up the door and they recoiled in horror. Yes, yes. So we, we put two and two together then, but not quite, the, not quite the case there. Speaking of case, we thought that Zeke and his partner, Shank, would yep. be taken off the case. Now, they never really were. I think they were no, told they by separate police officers to, you know, back down, you're too close, all those cliches, but... Never actually taken off the case. Nope. We actually spoke about the female captain, uh, Rosie. Mm-hmm. We sort of discussed maybe she might be the killer at some stage, and we discussed this yep. a bit. We eventually sort of said that she would be absorbed of all guilt, which I'm going to say is something- So we thought that she would be guilty or come across like something would incriminate her, yes. and then she would end up going to jail. Yes, that's right. And she would go to a jail cell, and there would be a point in the movie where we thought she was the killer- or mm-hmm. she was involved with the killings in some way. Now, we thought that she might be guilty, but then we decided, no, actually, she's going to be actually innocent, the good cop. That's why she yep. was sort of set up in that way. Well, we never thought that she was the killer. No, no. Not really. It just We just thought that the movie would try and convince us that she was the That's killer. That's right. We thought she'd be- I'm the- not 100% convinced that they weren't trying to tell us that. Sure. I, I break it down in my right. you know breakdown myself, right. but yeah, we can discuss it later. In any case, the, the thing that we got wrong was that she was not completely absorbed of guilt. Absolved of guilt. No. She- so she she still was corrupt. Yeah. Or at least she was working with somebody who was corrupt and was complicit in that corruption. Yeah, yeah. So she did nothing. That was her crime. That's right. Not as bad as some of the other cops, but still worthy of dying. Really gruesomely, so. by the way. Yes. And there was no way of her getting out of that trap either. 
The, the, the whole thing was like she was tied down to a table and there was a blade behind her neck that mm-hmm. she had to use to sever her spinal cord. Yes. Otherwise, hot wax was going to land on her face and burn her to death, presumably. Yes. But, you know, once you're paralyzed, how do you get up and leave? Well, you don't get up and leave, but at least hot wax is not going to be pouring on you. Yeah, but how do you move if you're a spinal column, if you're a, paraple- a quadriplegic? No I thought that was a really cruel one for the killer. Like, yes. She didn't really deserve that bad. Anyway. No. Oh, well, it's a Saw movie. I mean, it's a Saw spin-off movie. Yeah. We discussed there'd be a, a scuffle with Samuel L. Jackson, and I believe with Zeke, and that does not happen in the movie. Nope. They threatened to take each other to dinner. It's <laughs> about as violent as it gets. And again, it's because they're father and son. Yeah, that's right. Now, we thought at the end of the movie, this is how far we're going through this plot, by oh, the really? way. really? Yeah. We thought at the end of the movie, uh, they would leave... Zeke to die, and by yep. they I mean the police. So we had this so, idea. Yeah, Zeke was going to be trapped in a room like the original mm-hmm. Saw style, so he's handcuffed to a pipe or something, yep. and then the police would break down the door and be like, "Oh, it's Zeke, let's leave." <laughs> because Zeke was the rat, and they're like, "Well, yeah, let's not right. save him." But then we changed our minds and said, "No, actually, what will happen is the police, like a previous Saw movie, will go to the wrong location. They'll mm, back- like in Silence of the Lambs. Yep, they will break down the door. They will buzzsaw the door open and realize they're in the wrong spot. And Zeke yep. is left screaming and going, "Oh no, no one's ever going to save me." That's right. Does not happen in the actual movie. The police do meet up with Zeke and. Shit happens, not yeah. in the way, not in the favor of the protagonist, but nope. the police do meet up with Zeke and they do find him, I guess. Yeah, that's right. So I don't think I ever really covered it because we never really discussed what would happen at the very end. I, I mean, I discussed it a little bit, but what actually happens at the end of the movie is that Samuel Jackson's sort of tied up like a marionette. Yep. And the police burst in, pointing guns at Zeke and pointing guns at Samuel Jackson, and then through like an elaborate sort of mechanical <laughs> puppet <scheme>. show. <laughs> Lights flash up behind Samuel Jackson, obscuring their view of him. And then his arm is raised by like one of the... He's got like uh, tubes going into his veins. And one of the tubes lifts up his arm and a gun pops out of his sleeve. So it looks like he's aiming a gun at the police. Mm. And they just let him have it. They're um, they're American police officers. So it should have just been Samuel L. Jackson raising his hands up. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That's all they needed to do. Oh, dear. Why go through all that effort? Uh, Next thing we got wrong was we thought that Zeke would go through a period where he went rogue and he would start wearing balaclavas and Mm. doing police work. Yeah, we'll discuss it, but that kind of does happen. Mm, It does does happen in the movie, but this is... Not in the context that we thought, though. Yes, this was because he was undercover at the start of the movie in a drug raid. He was, you know, know, infiltrating a gang. So we're not quite right there. And again... And he was doing that off the book, so he was doing it rogue. He was going rogue to do it. So I do count it as something we got correct, but... But we said he would do it as a part of solving the case. So yes. they'd be taken off the case and then they try and find information the hard way by going rogue. And that is wrong. Yeah, and, and it was something we thought was going to happen in the latter end of the movie, but really that's how we open up. That's right. Close to open up. That's right. Okay. Then we, This is just us trying to put scenes in the trailer in the movie. We talked yep. about visiting an ex-police officer in an AA meeting. Now that does happen. We see mm-hmm. it in the trailer. But we thought the police officer would die by alcohol. That would be his test. Yeah, we thought that he'd have like... He'd drink alcohol and it's got, like, acid in it. And it Which would is cool. I like that idea. I think something similar to that happened in The Dark Knight, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, not in this movie, <laughs> Not in this movie, no. And we kind of just thought it would be another police officer with previous history with Zeke. We didn't call the fact that there would be a whole... They were partners. Yeah, they were partners. And that was the police officer that Zeke uh, exposed, you know, leading yeah, to... ratted him, out on, yeah. Him here. Well, he did the right thing. I don't like using the term ratted because he did the right thing, That's right, right of course. But... Uh, He's a real yeah. Serpico. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what lead, led Zeke to be sort of ostracized by the rest of the police force. That's right. But we just thought he would just be another cop. 
and you know die by alcohol poisoning, which he doesn't. He dies much worse. Yes. Oh, again, we didn't predict it, but <laughs> he was like strung up in front of a, a glass crushing machine yes. that somehow was modified to like shoot out glass at the speed of light. Well, so he's just yeah, pelted with glass. The glass gets crushed and then spits out. And when somehow. I was when I was watching that, I was like flailing my arms around, like flailing my arms in front of me, going, "Ah, oh, stop it, stop it!" It was <laughs> too like nasty it. for you. Wasn't yeah, it? I didn't like that one. All right, and the next thing we got wrong was we thought that Zeke would go to Shink's house and then that's how he would realize that he was maybe being dishonest about a few things, that he was lying and see that, you know, there was a... It was like the house of a serial killer. Yeah, and there there was no family, there was no baby, there was no, you know, wife and there's sort of pictures all over the walls. Doesn't happen. Uh, there's that reveal later on, but it doesn't happen that way. No, he never goes to his to, house. He never goes to his house and never has that hunch that he might be, you know, disingenuous. And that is everything we wow. got wrong. Wow, look at that. What a short list. What a short list. Look at it. Wow. That's it's, it. There. It's half a paragraph. You've seen my notes before. We come in with pages sometimes, and this is yes. this is I could use this piece of paper again for another <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, some more you notes. Could. Uh, and with Depends that, on the movie, but yeah. With that, do you want to know how many points we got? Yeah, absolutely. 14 things wrong. 14 things wrong. And well done. By the way, I listened back to our Doolittle episode. We got 14 things right in that episode. <laughs> so this is a great improvement from our Doolittle prediction. That is a, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Let me just say, some of the things we got wrong, and you probably heard it in my voice and the way I explained it, they were quite a stretch anyway. Yeah. So, But I think I was fair enough. Yes. Yeah. So I think I agree with you. How how do we go with things we got right? Well, let's go into everything we got right. So I my list is a little bit more extensive than yours. So no kidding. That's a good sign straight <laughs> off the bat. Now, we said that there would be a spiral staircase in the movie. Now, there's not specifically a spiral staircase by definition. However, we do see a shot of a staircase filmed from above yes. making a spiral shape on the screen. So that's close enough to seeing a spiral staircase to me. I think that I think that counts. Now, we thought as well that the serial killer... This wasn't really clear from the promotional material. We thought that the serial killer would be specifically targeting corrupt cops, which is absolutely the case. Yes. I mean, we did extrapolate that from the trailer, but how did we know they were corrupt from no. the trailer? I mean, you could put two and two together, but still. Yeah, it, well, it could have been just the killer just killing the entire police force. That's true. As a vendetta, but we it was... We said it. It was correct. I'm counting it. Yeah, and, and we also said, I think, that Zeke would be kind of not included because he was a good cop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we also said that the movie would take place in the same universe as Saw, but the serial killer is totally unrelated to Jigsaw, but is inspired by Jigsaw's actions. That's completely correct. Completely correct. And this is really interesting. We said that the reason the serial killer is targeting corrupt cops is because one of his parents, we did say his mother, as yes. you mentioned, was murdered and the police did nothing to bring the killer to justice. So the killer is after every dirty cop who was directly involved. Now, in the actual movie, the killer's dad was killed by the corrupt cop, as you already mentioned, and he was trying to cover for another corrupt cop who killed an innocent man by throwing him off the roof. Yes. And this guy was a witness, so he came around and, and shot him. Yeah, but that is pretty much bang That's on the money. That's pretty much bang on. I mean, it's not a serial killer killing his parents, mm. and then you had this weird obsession with like, the kid having to like yes. drag himself out of a painful situation I'm, and suffer. I'm glad you brought that up because that is that is something we technically got wrong and that was counted in the 14 points. We thought that he was gonna the child was going to be tied up and had to escape. Yeah. Like overcoming that barrier and then taking on the jigsaw that's mantle right. because of that, but that does not happen. That he's doesn't just, happen at all. He's just locked in the other room. That's, that's right. That's no, what- he's not even locked in the other room. He's just peering through the doorway <laughs> and witnesses the whole murder. So we thought as well that the killer is trying to teach Zeke to be a better cop. That's yeah. absolutely the case. You could argue that, you know, Zeke's already a fairly decent cop, but uh, 
I think the killer is just trying to keep him in line and to expose corruption that he may not be aware of. Yeah, and to work together as well. That's right, I get to that later on. Now, we also thought that the movie would open with a cop being killed on the train tracks. That's Ding. absolutely the case. I mean, we didn't know that just from watching the trailer, but no. we, we worked it out. Now, we thought as well that the cop finds a dummy on the train tracks, which he thinks is a person, until he turns it around. That exact thing happens in the movie, <laughs> and that wasn't in the trailer, wow. which I was very impressed with. Wow. Now, we also thought that the cop would find a TV set on the train tracks, which reveals that yes. he is corrupt. Yes. That's absolutely the case. So, the little pig-faced man, the spiral killer, appears on the screen and goes, you know, Mr. Uh, whatever your name is, police cop. Oh, what a dumb voice. Uh, I, I talk about it. Now, I actually, I talk about that right now in my notes. So, did you notice that the spiral killer's voice in his videos was actually a woman's voice pitched down? Uh, no, no. So, it was actually Angie's voice pitched down. Oh, okay. So, I think they were really, really trying hard to make us think that Angie was possibly the killer. Oh. Even going as far as having her do the voice of the killer in the videos. Right. But listening to it, it's really obvious that it's a woman's voice. Or maybe it wasn't. But to me, it was I, really obvious that it was a woman's voice pitched down. It definitely wasn't the killer's actual I voice. I didn't notice that. And there was no point in the movie I thought it was going to be Angie because pretty much the killer was very obvious when was, when I started watching the movie. Yes. I think we knew. Yeah, we, we knew going into the movie. And then if you go in with that mindset, yes. it becomes very clear very quickly. But there is a point in the movie where they do say, Oh, it could be anyone connected to the old days. It could be Angie. Angie isn't in the clear. And they kept making that point over and over again that Angie could be involved somehow, but she wasn't. So we said as well that at one stage in the movie, Zeke will go rogue and will don a balaclava and take matters into his own hands. Now, you already said that in the context of the movie, we were wrong. But as we already explained, there's a drug robbery at the start of the movie where Zeke as an undercover cop, has gone rogue because he's not reporting back into the police department and he's not, you know, he hasn't got backup or anything like that. He doesn't trust anyone in the department, so his only way of, like, getting things done is to go rogue and do things off the books. Mm. So that's technically right. Sure, yeah. If this was one of our regular actual spoilers episode, I'd give, like, half a point yes. there. But since we don't do that here, I'm counting it as something we got right. But since we also count it as something we got wrong, it's it sort evens of, out. It evens out there. So, we said as well that Marcus will be revealed to be a dirty cop at one stage in the movie. That's absolutely the case. <laughs> right at the end, we find out that Samuel Jackson is a, a dirty cop. The dirtiest. The dirtiest of the dirty. We also said that Marcus Banks will be killed in the movie while trying to hunt down the killer. That's absolutely the case. If he wasn't trying to hunt down the killer, he wouldn't have been kidnapped. Presumably, he yeah. wouldn't have been kidnapped. He's missing for most of the movie as well. Yes. Well, he's just out to dinner waiting for Zeke. Yes, he's at the pizza place. <laughs> Zeke should be here any minute now. We also said that Marcus used to be Zeke's mentor. You mentioned this already as well. He is technically his mentor. Yes. He's the one who basically inspired Zeke to be a police officer and he brought him up through the ranks. And he is also Zeke's father. Yes. Father mentor, but I guess, you know, yeah. a good father is a good mentor, right? Absolutely. We said that Zeke is partnered up with Shank and their first job is to investigate the death of the cop on the train tracks. That's absolutely the case. We said that Zeke and Shank travel to the crime scene in Zeke's classic muscle car. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. the case. I mean, we see that in the trailer, but still, it does happen. We, see, I mean, it could have been Shank's car and Zeke just could've, insisted on driving. Could have been the police car. Could have been. We said that Zeke and Shank get to know each other on the way, with oh. Shank revealing that he has a brand new baby and is newly married. Wow, did we watch this movie beforehand? My God. It feels that way. But no, that was 100% correct. I mean, they do suggest that again in the trailer, but I think we extrapolated that really well. It's a, it's a common trope of yeah. these detective movies. It was something in the original Dirty Harry movie. So, yeah. We see it all the time in we these movies. We see it all movies. the time. We also theorise straight away that Shank's family doesn't actually exist. 
That hey. is correct. To the point where he actually plays like a baby sound effect on his computer yeah. when he's with like when he's on the phone with Zeke to make it sound like he's you know the baby's in the same room. <laughs> but I, I just love that. It's like oh, which baby sound effect will I can I use? Should I just go to YouTube and search like stock baby crying sound effects? <laughs> just have that looping in the background the whole time. Oh dear. And he did some nice like face acting too in the room. Yeah. Like he looked over in the direction that the baby would be, even though no one was there to see him acting except for us, the audience. Well, he needs to feel it's real, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. To give the best performance he can over the phone. Yes, exactly. So we also said that we'll all presume that Shank will be killed at some point in the movie. That does happen. So yes, there is a scene where it appears that Shank has been skinned alive. Mm. And we think that he's dead for a fair chunk of the movie <laughs> Yeah, totally Totally think he's dead So that was correct? Yeah, we see a tattoo on the arm that's the same as Shanks Yeah, that's right it's What it. did it say, Charlie? Yeah, it was his son's name Yeah, that's right So we said that uh, at the crime scene So at the train tracks crime scene Shank will pretend to be grossed out by the dead body But Zeke isn't bothered at all He is That's 100% the case 100% That was incredible And we also said that there wouldn't be much of the body left Well, to, yeah, there, there's none Well, there's bits and pieces yes. There's like an arm. It's a little bit on the train. Yeah. We said that Zeke finds something on the body that nobody else finds. He does. Mm -hmm. He finds his wedding ring and Fitbit watch. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. So he didn't quite have a gold retirement watch, but he did have a he Fitbit did, watch. I, I so laughed at the, that. The watch did tie in it a little bit. <laughs> I love that there was a watch there. But yeah, the at the time they thought it was a, a homeless person and yeah. Zeke finds out it's a police officer. That's right. And nobody else in the crime scene discovered that before him, even no. though he wasn't the first person there. No. So, yeah. We were right. What terrible cops, but I guess that's the point of the movie, right? That's the point of the movie. So we also said that the other detectives in Zeke's department push back against his investigation. That's absolutely right. Definitely. Anytime he tries to lead the investigation, they don't pay attention. They don't follow up on leads. It's not that they're, you know, involved or openly corrupt about it, but they just don't want to help him. No. And they try to take over the case as well. That's right. We also said that at some point, Zeke and Shank will be dragged into the chief's office and shouted at. I think that happens a couple of times in the movie. Yeah, it does. So, we also said that more detectives turn up dead throughout the movie. I think that was a fairly easy guess, but yeah, that's the case. Although, for a Saw movie, this had a fairly low body count. Yeah, not many people died. maybe like five people died in the whole movie. Everyone died gruesomely, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not many people died. And it wasn't too bad. Like, it wasn't too gruesome as far as a Saw movie is concerned. Like, given some of the elaborate deaths that we had in some of the previous movies... These ones were kind of tamer, mm. but I suppose that depends on your sensitivity to, to gore and, and violence. Mm. But I suppose they are trying to reboot the series in a way, do their own thing, so they can't start at 100 because then they'll have nowhere to go. We said that one of the random corrupt cops ends up with a device on his head and wires connected to his fingers. It does, yeah. We saw that in the trailer, but that was the case. Now, interestingly enough, we thought... I, I specifically joked that, like, he'll have to pull his finger out and be a better cop. I hope you counted that as something we got right. Should because, I? Yeah, well, I mean... I like, mean, it was a joke, but still. But the whole way to get out of the We the were trap. joking that the message was, pull your finger out, but literally, he did have to pull <laughs> his fingers out. He had to pull all his fingers out to get out of All right, of I'm going to count that. I'm going to count that as something we got right then. We also said that towards the end of the movie, it will appear that Shank has been kidnapped and killed by the killer. I mentioned this already. Mm-hmm. And this is all an elaborate setup by the killer himself. We know who it is at this point, (laughs) but that is also correct. And we also said, we didn't know this going into the movie, that Angie Garza is the boss of the department. She is. Because we just presumed straight away that Samuel Jackson Marcus was the boss of the department. But I was like, hang on, 
we're just being sexist. It could be Angie the whole time. So, mm-hmm. we changed it to Angie and that was correct. Yeah. They didn't say anything about that in the promotional material. And Samuel L. Jackson was the boss That's right. previously as and well. And she was so his partner. We're kind of right on both fronts there. Absolutely. Now, this is the point where I sort of wondered as well, are we supposed to ever think that Angie's the killer? If that's the case, then we deserve another point. Yeah, it's, it's hard because... When we have a strong idea who the killer is and we watch these movies, we don't kind of see the red herrings that yeah, that's you right. would if you didn't have those pre-existing sort of theories going into the movie. So That's right. Yeah, it might be that Angie was set up, but I'd never felt that. So, given that they use her voice in the videos, should I count that? Because it is yeah. something we theorised. I, I think I, I really thought they were trying to set up that cop with like the scar on his face, that older grizzly guy. Yeah. I thought they were trying to set him up to be... The killer or, you know, Zeke's partner or even Samuel L. Jackson himself. Well, Zeke's partner is the killer, but still. Well, you know, his old his old partner, the AA partner. But Yeah, yeah, that's right. I suppose all of those characters are we're supposed to think that they're killers at any one given time. And yeah, I agree. Probably Angie's yeah. included there. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll count that as well. So we also said that Angie will be killed in the police station because she's involved with the corrupt cops. That's absolutely the case. She dies yeah. in the evidence room, not in a jail cell, but she does she die does. in the police station. I never I didn't even think of that. And we said that the killer is working inside the detective's department and has full access to the police station. Yeah, people are just giving him their phone. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Here's my computer you can access. We said that one of the former corrupt cops now regularly goes to church AA meetings because he's trying to turn his life around. That's absolutely the case. You mentioned it already in Stuff We Got Wrong. And we said that Zeke and Schenk will go to the church and question the former cop after his AA meeting. That's absolutely the case. And we also said two scenes later, <laughs> the same former cop turns up dead. That's so true. In fact, we see him die. <laughs> and it is two scenes later as well. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. We also said that while investigating the killer, Zeke is knocked out and kidnapped. That happens. And Zeke will wake up and find himself handcuffed to a pipe in a reference to the original Saw movie. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely the case. In, in that order too. And of course, the big reveal, we said that Shank will finally reveal that he's still alive and is the serial killer. That's absolutely the case. High five, man. We called the killer before we even started talking wow. about the plot. Wow. How good are we? That is insane. Uh, that's the, the, one of the best calls for this entire episode, for that p- entire prediction. But yeah, we called the killer straight off the bat. Can and you believe it? We were both on the same page instantly. Yeah, we're that's just right. like, it's him. <laughs> so it's I, him. I think that just goes to show how like... <laughs> I suppose badly written the movie is. It was just so full of cliches that we we called like the the oldest cliche in the book well, straight off the bat. We were just looking at the cast list, I, and I think you did the same thing, and it was just like, well, that guy obviously it's got to yeah. be him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who else is it going to so, be? So we said that we're shown all of this evidence of Shank being the killer in a Saw style flashback. That's absolutely the case. We even get the famous Saw theme. What is it called? I don't know what it's called, but I remember how it's it called goes. like Hello Zepp or something uh-huh. like that. Mm, I, I can't remember. Yeah, but something that's definitely in there. Yeah. So we said that Shank starts acting maniacal and completely different to how he appeared at the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah. absolutely the case. He suddenly becomes like actor extraordinaire and is like super over the top at the end. Like a Bond villain. Yeah, and it's and it doesn't make sense. A lot of a lot of you like his no. intentions don't make sense. I guess like, he's just supposed to be crazy. I guess so. Who knows? So in movies, have you ever noticed this that being crazy in movies means that you're normal ninety percent of the time <laughs> and then suddenly when the shit hits the fan, that's when you're like wacky and crazy. <laughs> he held it together for the entire movie and then he's like whoa I can be wacky if now if you ever come across anybody in real life with like serious mental issues it's kind of insulting that Hollywood just presumes oh they can just pretend to be normal 98% <laughs> of the time and then it's just that 2% of the time where they're like woohoo yeah, like flying but, around but the room he's he's evil crazy okay, like he's evil you. mental illness so if you, so, okay. you know, then you can pretend that he's crazy on revenge yes sure okay 
Now, we said that the police would cut through the metal door where Zeke is trapped. Did That's they do? That's absolutely the case. And we said that we don't know what will happen to Zeke at the end of the movie. Yeah, this, this movie ended very suddenly, didn't it? Yeah. So, the police burst in. They shoot Samuel Jackson. We see Zeke going, no! And then that's it. Cuts to credits. It was a real blue balls ending. Yeah, I suppose so. You know? I mean, I guess. they could be setting it up for future adventures. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We also said that Shank will live to kill another day. Uh, presumably so. That's absolutely true. He slips yeah. out the back door. And that was everything we got correct, giving us a total of 42 <laughs> points. Wow. What was it? 14 versus 14. 42 points? This is one of our best predictions. We Easily one of our best predictions. Nailed this. Oh, I could not believe it when I watched the movie and I heard the episode back. I was just like, this is insane. We called it we called pretty much everything, even the stuff we got wrong. There was elements of truth to that as well. Yeah. Wow, I was actually quite impressed just having watched the movie. I watched it last night mm-hmm. and then I sat down and immediately listened back to the episode and I was just like, wow, we actually surprisingly did a good job. And we were so confident too. Yeah. So yeah. Good on us. Yeah. And again, I think you said that if we got one thing right, you'd be happy. I'm yeah, like- I was so convinced that we would be dead wrong. But then we just ended up being, I guess, dead right the whole yeah. time. And, and I was happy that we called the killer, but I thought, oh, you know, we'll call the killer, but everything else will be, you know, yeah. wrong. to Or, you know, enough right, but more, but stuff wrong. But, you know, most of it, we just pretty much called the plot from start to finish. Yeah. An impressive effort. So... We seem fairly impressed by our prediction, but yes. Matty D, were you impressed by Spiral from the Book of Saw? What are your thoughts on the movie? I really want to know. Oh, I didn't like it. You um, didn't like it? Why no, not? Come I, on. Can I say straight off the bat that I was like, Chris Rock in this movie, I'm looking forward to the performance. Yeah, we were brought. singing his praises before the movie came out. And we're like, oh, why hasn't he done drama performance before? Why is he only stuck to comedy? Now I know. He was not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but is that is that just my opinion? I, I oh, didn't love him. I've got my own opinions on him. We'll talk about right, it. Right, right. You get your thoughts out first. But um, yeah, like, like there was a lot of interesting traps and stuff. And there was a lot of like really graphic bits that I was really squeamish around. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I kind of thought that this was very, very, dare I say, predictable. Yes. Because, you know, it was so obvious the stuff that they were trying to distract you with and the stuff that they were trying to foreshadow. And uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and and just the vibe of the movie didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, it was, you know, like 70s, but not. And the, yeah. like there was this dialogue that was happening that was really unnatural. And I just didn't vibe with this one. Sure. Didn't vibe with this one. I wouldn't watch it again, and if it made a sequel that I didn't have to cover for the show, I wouldn't Fair watch enough. it. Can I tell you something funny? I thought it was hilarious when they were like, someone accessed the internal computers. Who was that? And then they were like, oh, it was on Shank's login. The fucking, yes, guy, that's right. the fucking guy couldn't even get a different login. No. And then everyone's just like, well, he's dead, so it's obviously not him. It's like, oh my God. And then Zeke early on just like, oh, let me, I don't trust any police officers, but have my phone. Yeah. Here you go, Shank, have my phone. How did the killer know all these things? He must have got my phone somehow. (laughs) Yeah, you can pick... That's pretty ridiculous. You you can pick that the police officer is dead in the first scene and it's just like, oh, he has a watch. He's not a a homeless person. I can identify who that is. But, you know, can't put two and two together and can't run like a... I don't know how police officers work, but like surely... Doing some tests on the body they found would lead us to believe yeah, some, it wasn't Some Shank. basic DNA tests. <laughs> yeah. They just looked at it and was just like, oh, I guess that's Shank because we have his tattoo here. Uh, his Presuming tattoo. that's his tattoo. Tattoo? Yeah. He has a tattoo. No we DNA tests. We didn't see it before. No the- dental records. By the way, they did dental records on the guy who got run over by the fucking train. <laughs> but the one who's got like a full skull there yeah, no. with his teeth intact and the most of his well, body intact. No, don't bother doing dental records We have him. the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Proof. 
There we go. What do they do if two like victims have the same tattoo? It's like, oh shit. Yeah, one oh, of wow. those star tattoos yeah. that everyone every second person <laughs> that, has. That Southern Cross tattoo or like mother in a in the yeah. love heart. She's like, fuck. Shit, we that can't could be identify. It could be anybody. Oh shit, that's me. <laughs> oh wait, I'm me. <laughs> and then the obviousness of like Samuel L. Jackson being corrupt in the movie, how we're like, oh, maybe he's a good guy. He's literally beating the press up. Yes. It's like, okay, well Your face just trespassed on my property. He's obviously a bad guy, but yeah, didn't vibe with this movie. What did you I think? did I did like that bit though, buddy. <laughs> He said motherfucking. Yes. We all got to cheer for that. I kind of like Samuel Jackson in this movie. I thought he was like a, a breath of fresh air anytime. The the few times that he was in the movie, I thought he was a breath of fresh air. Just because yeah, I like Samuel Jackson. He was good. So did you want to hear my thoughts on yeah, the movie? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound... Okay, I want to ask before we move on to me, would you recommend people watch this movie? Look, I, if you're a Saw fan, I think you will like it. For everybody else... No, I don't think so. I wouldn't recommend Fair it to anybody enough. who's not a Saw fan. I just don't... like People who like horror movies would probably get their fix somewhere else. Yeah. You know? This wasn't... this. It's not scary. Yeah, it wasn't scary and... It's not overly gory either. There are scarier movies, there are gorier movies, and this is a scary, gory movie in a plot that we've seen a million thousand times. So you're not getting anything new there. Sure. You know, so unless you're a Saw fan, you'll probably get a lot out of the Easter eggs and stuff like that, but... Yeah. To somebody who isn't into those movies, probably not. I actually wrote down some of the Easter eggs that I noticed. Not necessarily directed back to previous Saw movies, just overall movie stuff in general. Mm -hmm. I suppose I'll cover those as I talk about my thoughts. So, I've got to say, quite like you, Matty D, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. I've seen it twice now. I saw it when it originally came out, and I was not looking forward (laughs) to watching it a second time. So, I sat down last night, I poured myself a stiff drink... (laughs) And I was just like, all right, let's sit down and watch it. I'll skip through the parts that I remember and I'll only pay attention to the scenes that I don't remember that well. But interestingly enough, I ended up sitting through the whole movie again without skipping anything. And by the end of it, I actually ended up enjoying the movie for what it was. I'm not going to say I loved the movie. I'm not going to say it was a good movie. But I was actually like, I'll tell you what, it's a detective movie. I like detective movies. Mm -hmm. It's not a good detective movie. (laughs) But some of the elements are there that I can sort of take away and enjoy in a very loose way. I was trying to grab onto anything. <laughs> I was trying to grab onto anything. How strong was this drink you were drinking? Uh, I, I maybe had a few during uh, the course of the movie. But yeah, I enjoyed the humor of the movie in a weird way. Like, humor. I mean, there was a few jokes in the movie that I thought were okay. When? When were there jokes in the movie? Like Samuel Jackson would be like, I remember the scene where Samuel Jackson and, and Chris Rock were meeting up and he's like, you know, you know we haven't had a meal together in years. And then Samuel Jackson's like, we haven't had a meal together. If that's all you want, well, let's go down to the pizza place and have a slice of pie. And that did it for you. I guess that did it for me. <laughs> right, okay. Maybe because it was Samuel Jackson who was <laughs> saying it and made it funny. Yeah, Chris Rock, I'll tell you what, I was excited to see him in this because I was excited to see him in season four of Fargo where well, he was one of the main characters. He Chris Rock has a presence, right? So we thought, yeah. oh, he he's going to be good. How it ended up coming across to me, it felt like all of his dialogue in this movie was left over from his like stand-up routines. Really? It sounded like all of his monologues that he was doing. Because if you remember at the start of the movie, we're introduced to him doing like a whole rant about like, Forrest Gump couldn't be made today Yeah. because you can't say retard. Yeah. And it was just straight out of Chris Rock's stand-up. Yeah. He's, all of his jokes just felt very Chris Rock. He basically did the same thing in Fargo Season 4. And Fargo Season 4, by the way, was a fairly weak season of Fargo in an otherwise fairly flawless show. Which you're a big fan of. Season 4 wasn't particularly good, but Chris Rock, admittedly, he was fine in it. Yeah. He very much fit into this character groove of just being like, Jack and Jill went up the hill. What did they do up there? They got a pail of water. Yeah. 
And so his whole character in Fargo was just like, he'd be telling these really long stories and monologues that which didn't he, really seem to have a point. But then he did the same thing in this movie as well. Well, he did, but he kind of just... Like, Chris Rock is such a, you know, happy guy. And it's okay if he's not a happy character. But it was so weird just to see him deliver all his lines with, like, a grimace. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, what was with that, like, constipated like his, grimace his, his that he had face, through the whole movie? His face. And the his, stupid, like, facial hair. Everything was painful. He was such a downer every time now, he spoke. I was like, mind oh. you, if yelling was acting, then this movie would have won an Oscar. <laughs> because I feel like every single character in this movie, maybe with the exception of Shank, was yeah. just screaming all of their lines. Yeah. Just for no real reason at all. I mean, you have Samuel L. Jackson in there. It's a oh, given. he's going to do it. But Chris Rock, every line, just for no reason, he was screaming. Chief Gaza, she was screaming all of her lines. All the other police officers, they were just screaming. Mm. And so there was a lot of screaming. Yeah. I think it was supposed to make it more intense, but it just made it seem a bit silly. <laughs> I ended up just laughing when anybody would just come into a scene and just start screaming for to, no reason at all. To be honest, I didn't notice that too much. So maybe, well, when you watch it a second time, Matty, <laughs> you'll notice. when you're forced to watch it a second time, you'll notice. Not that you have to. Nope. I'm jealous. I'm done. Now, some things I did notice in the movie that I thought was interesting. Now, while Shank and Zeke are waiting outside the meth lab, do you remember when they go to the meth lab mm-hmm. to question the, the big boss meth dealer? Yeah. Zeke describes it as some New Jack City shit, which is interesting because Chris Rock was in New Jack City <laughs> and he played a crack addict. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a cute little reference there. Nice. And another thing as well, if you notice, the door to the cold case room inexplicably says Vincent Jules on it. Oh, okay. I didn't so know. So I don't know why it says Vincent Jules on it, but of course, the obvious reference there being Samuel Jackson played Jules in Pulp Fiction. Mm. And as well, the the Forrest Gump reference at the start I thought was interesting because we did a Forrest Gump remake on the show. We were talking about like, <laughs> what if Forrest Gump was remade today? And then the whole conversation at the start of the movie was, you couldn't do a Forrest Gump remake today. So I'm yeah. like, oh ties into our show a little, a little bit nicely. Yeah. Again, I was trying to hang on to anything, <laughs> anything in this movie. In, in fact, I felt sorry for a lot of the actors in this movie because I was like, they're good actors. They're all good actors, but the material is really letting them down. So as I said, this was a bad detective movie. It was a bad Saw movie, if you ask me. And so we're seeing all these actors who can do great performances trying to wade through like really bad writing and really Bad directing, I suppose. They got a paycheck out of it. Don't feel too sorry for them. So, at the end, I, I just got to say, I felt sorry for 73-year-old Samuel Jackson being, like, held up and humiliated like a marionette. <laughs> I was just like, poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. He's done some fantastic movies, and here he is going, like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, well, being danced around like a puppet. <laughs> so, quite like Tom Hardy and Venom, I was just like, oh, Samuel Jackson, I can't watch you like this. I don't, okay, th- th- I don't understand that that whole ending plan was... Zeke had to either shoot the target and free his father yep. or shoot Shank. Shank. And then um, Samuel Jackson would bleed out and die. Why was that such a hard decision? You shoot the target. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's fine. Yeah. And then Shank gets away. You tackle Shank and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. There was nothing stopping him from like I, tackling I Shank. I don't understand. I don't think Shank had a gun. No, he didn't. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. He didn't. So I didn't understand. There was this whole tense scene where Zeke's like... Oh, do I shoot him or do I shoot the target? And I was like, and that went on for way too long. It's by the way, here's another thing, and here's another good thing about the movie. Yeah, it was an hour twenty four minutes if you cut out the credits. Oh boy, it went by fast. Oh, it was good. I was it was a joy to get a movie that short. When I saw the time there, I was like, because I had to break this movie up. And really, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time, so I had to break it up in like 30, 40 minute blocks. So okay, three sittings, man. Wow, no wonder you forgot about the Pilates joke. (laughs) It wasn't a good joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Can I bring up what uh, some listener Yeah, you said that a, a listener wrote in, a fan of the Saw yes, series, yes. wrote in and had some ideas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, th- and this 
anybody who listens to our show, if you have any ideas before or after we cover a certain movie, let us know what your thoughts are. Well, if you if we've already covered the movie and it's come out, then your thoughts on what is going to happen to it aren't as you know as valid as when before the movie comes out. But uh, but we. But Tommy reached out to us through our oh, yeah. Instagram page. Oh, I remember him. He was the one sending you like photos of pigs' heads and yeah, stuff, wasn't he? Yeah. So the one thing he did call straight off the bat was he he, so he had some theories about the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I've conduced the the main ones that are relevant to us, but he had a theory that it was going to be a pig that you know shows up instead of a body, which is the case. I think he got that from some of the promotional material that right, they were, okay. were releasing. He also said that there was a BBC film. Now I might be mispronouncing it. It was called. End grenades, end grenades, yeah, know, something. Sure. But it was a BBC film that actually linked with Spiral and had a few Easter eggs towards Saw. So that was going to be really. He thought the plot was going to be like that, except it was going to be more gruesome, which it sounds like it, it was. And he and, also and you took the time to research this show and find out if that was true, right, Manny? Do no, <laughs> okay, <laughs> never heard of it before. But I just thought it was interesting. So if anybody's seen that show, apparently it's good. Um, it's got some ties with this movie. And potentially. He, potentially. So this is something he theorized before the movie came out. Yeah, so we don't even right. know if this is true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But he did spot the logo, the pig logo that appears in the movie. You know how there's a, you know, there's like Well, a, the killer wears a pig mask and there's like a pig marionette. But there's actually like a patch, like some graffiti and stuff. So he actually picked that out oh, from okay. the trailer. Sure. Okay. And yeah, that that's the things he called. So he called a few things that we didn't pick. But, yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Good job. Interesting. He didn't call the killer though, so <laughs> that's something. Well, <laughs> speaking to him, I think he agreed that who the killer was. He agreed okay, with us. Fair he enough. agreed with a few of our points there. He just he just sent us a few things just to show us uh, a few things we missed in yep. the trailer. But yeah. And tell me if you're listening, did you like the movie? Write in and let us know your thoughts. Did you think it was disappointing? Did it live up to your expectations? Please write as in and let fan, us know. Fan, yeah. And if you're a fan as well, let us yeah, know. Yeah, you, you the thought. dear listener. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's right. Let us know any of your thoughts. All right, Matty D, before we wrap it up for another episode, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Yeah. This is one that you're going to be very excited for. I know. You already know what it is, do mm-hmm. you? Okay, fair enough. Matty D knows. I might as well let everybody else know that next week we're doing a prediction of what we think is going to happen in the upcoming DC superhero movie. The Batman. This is a big one. This For is the first a big time one ever. We are talking about Batman on this show. Mm. So we've been talking about Batman spin-offs in the past. We've talked about other DC properties, but we've never specifically talked a Batman movie. And here we have a Batman movie that I think a lot of people are very excited about. Yeah. We're going to be talking all about it next week. I'm very excited. Yes. I think we're going to have a lot of strong opinions. Yes. On this movie, and there's a lot of promotional material, a lot of trailers for this movie. Absolutely. So there's a lot to talk about and a lot to argue about. I can't believe they're finally doing Batman justice. They're going in like a dark and gritty direction for a change. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's ever been no, done. No, never. With Batman. Never. Never. So never. it'd be nice to see something different. Yeah, so. something gritty. Dress the Riddler up in a gimp. In <laughs> a gimp outfit. I just thought he was tied up with duct tape. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk all about it next week. All right, until then. Until then, we got to go do our detective work, mm. cover our bases, and we'll see you next week. I love Sam Jackson. Uh, who doesn't love Sam Jackson? What's he like to, uh, to act with? He is, uh, you know, people always go, how'd you get Sam? He did you a favor. No, we got Sam a check, okay? <laughs> You pay Sam. Okay. You pay Sam Jackson, he will show up. Okay. okay? <laughs> but <laughs> if Sam's your neighbor and you try to borrow a rake, it'll yeah. cost you a thousand dollars. Yeah. But you can get the rake if you want. You can get the rake, but it's gonna cost you. <laughs>
So, <laughs> he's your dad. We paid. Yeah, we, he played. He played my dad, and it was great. He's kind of method, so he insisted on sleeping with my mother. <laughs> that's not true. Thing. That's not. That is not true at all. <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable. Uh, is there? Any... But she didn't mind. All right. But did you? 